I'm really excited um, about the word tonight. I'm glad they just started my timer. That's awesome. That's great. I'm on the clock. Um, I'm going to honor your time this evening. Uh, I'm really excited about what I'm going to share tonight. I really think this has been kind of a life, uh, a life message, life word for me um, in many ways. So I hope that you're going to be encouraged by it. But I want to start with a story of, of a situation I got myself in, which was quite a predicament. Uh, when I finished grade 12, our family decided, you know, because I was, I was growing up and I was probably going to leave the nest, that it'd be good to do one last family vacation. So we got the whole family together. We went to Vanuatu and it, we just had the most incredible time. We were staying on this beautiful, pristine island. Um, we we're in this little hut where you could literally throw a stone from the front door, land it in the water. You could go to the to throw another rock and landed in the water on the other side. Like it was this beautiful, beautiful island. Uh, and they had a lot of activities there. And one of the activities was, was sailing. So any, have we got any avid sailors here this evening? I'm not really expecting, I've got a couple. Okay, good. I was going to say in Toowoomba, not a lot of places to sail, but maybe just down East Creek, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> doesn't really require a lot of skill, but um, just a small boat. Um, but, you know, we, we thought, Dad and I thought this would be a great father-son bonding experience. We'll get out on this little sailboat and for the whole week we'd send people cruising around the island, you know, just flying by, so relaxed and just waving at us like the Queen. And it's like, this, that's what we want. We want to, we want to do that. So we, we signed up for it. We, we show up on the beach the next day and this Vanu, guy from Vanuatu, I don't know what the, the word is for a Vanu, Vanuatian guy. Sorry if there's anyone online joining from there. Um, he he kind of came up and we were like, all right, he's going to show us how to do it. And he's like, all right. And he gets the boat in the water and then he's like, off you go. And we were kind of like, so... We, sorry, we, I don't know if this wasn't clear. We don't know how to sail. And he's like, no, no, part of the fun is discovering how to sail on the journey. Um, he was wrong. It was, we, we had probably the worst experience of my life for about three hours. We did, we did really well heading away from the island because uh, that's where the wind was. But then we turned back and we, we just we could not figure out how to sail back to the island. It was really frustrating because we're probably only 200 meters away and it took us about two hours to make that, that, that 200 meter distance. I got fried sunburn wise. Like I don't, I'm the kind of guy who gets burnt when the moon's really bright and we were in the sun for a long time and I was just like crispy. Um, and it was, it was a horrible experience. And the way we actually got back to the island was the sailboat had a little rudder and we used the rudder like a paddle. Like we just moved the rudder really rapidly like this and slowly cruised back to land. Um, but it was so frustrating, you know, because there was something missing. The wind was missing in our sail. And I don't know, I, I feel like sometimes, who, who can relate? Sometimes life can be a little bit like this. It's like maybe we're putting in a lot of effort, but we just seem to be getting nowhere fast. Uh, maybe we can feel a little bit stuck in a rut. Maybe we can feel like every day is just a bit mundane, we're just going through the same old, same old. I don't know if it's just me, but, but I'm sure other people can relate to that. Sometimes life can feel a little bit like that. Sometimes we can get a little bit stuck in the rut, almost like, like something is missing. And there's a guy in the Bible, Elijah, I think he, he summarizes the crescendo of somehow, sometimes how this feeling can feel. He, he's basically a prophet. He prophesies something. The queen gets really angry. She's like, bro, you're dead by the end of the day. And he's like, I'm out of here. Uh, it says he's so afraid he runs into the desert. And I love the picture that it paints in uh, 1 Kings 19, 4 to 5. Like, he, he's not having a good time. And, and you can see it here. 
uh, in 1 Kings 19, 4 to 5. It says, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, so he went, he walked for a day into the bush, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. Like, Elijah's having a bad day, all right? I don't know if you prayed that. That's, you're in a bad spot. He said, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. I don't know if you could relate to maybe feeling a little bit like how Elijah's feeling. Like, I am just so done with this season. I am just so frustrated because I feel like I'm heading nowhere. I just want to lie down and have a sleep. Now, having a sleep it's a good thing, okay? Uh, just side note, when you're sleeping to escape from reality, it's probably a sign that something is not so healthy. But sleep can be a good thing. But he, he's just so done, he lies down under a tree and falls asleep. And I, I know, like I said, I, I can relate to this sometimes. When you just feel like, I'm just a bit done with whatever I'm facing. It's like, like something is just missing from life and it, it can feel really, really frustrating. I wonder why, and I wonder if you've ever asked yourself why that might happen. And I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think one of the clear answers is in Proverbs 29:18, uh, the first half of the verse, where it says, where there is no prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. Why do we often feel stuck or lost or a little bit just like life is just so mundane? Well, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons, but I think one of the biggest ones is that there's a lack of prophetic vision. It's basically saying when people don't know what God is saying, they start to get lost. I think it's really true. When we wake up without any sense of where am I headed, we can start to wander astray. And interestingly, the, the original meaning of that word prophetic, oh, prophetic vision, right? That sounds a little bit church languagey, right? That's a little bit Christianese, prophetic vision. I don't know if anyone woke up this morning and said, I have a prophetic vision for my life. Um, maybe you did, good on you. Um, but what, what that actually means, the original language, it, interesting, interestingly, one of the meanings is divine communication, where there is no divine communication, where God, where I can't hear God's voice, I can start to feel lost and stuck in a rut and like I'm headed nowhere. Again, I don't know if anyone can relate to that. But what if I was to tell you that it didn't actually have to be like that. You don't have to wake up every day feeling like it's mundane. You don't have to feel stuck in the rut. You don't have to feel lost. You can, in any situation, wake up and just walk straight into it, full of vision and excitement. The way through whatever you might feel stuck in is a single word from God. One word from God can change everything. It is incredible how you can be in a season that just seems so hopeless and one word from God can turn it all around. Does anyone believe that this evening? And we see that in Elijah's story in verse nine, 8 to 9. It says he got up, he ate, he drank. Um, there's a whole sermon in that, sleep, eat, and drink. It's going to do you a lot of good, okay? Um, strengthened by that food, he traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. That's, that's kind of important. Remember that. He went to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night. So he's, you know, got on Airbnb and he's rented out the, the cave on Horeb. Uh, good reviews. And then it says, a bit later on, it says, The Lord says to him, Go outside, stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And it says, There was a great and powerful wind that tore the mountains apart and shattered rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. 
After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood there at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And basically Elijah replies and he says, oh, I've been doing all this good stuff for you, God. And here I am out high and dry. And then it says, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came, go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi king over Israel. And anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat from Abel, Meholah to succeed you as prophet. You throw an accent there, it sounds a lot more confident, doesn't it? Everyone say Meholah. Got nothing to do with the message. And then what's amazing is Elijah turns around, he goes right back where he came from, right back where he was praying, God, kill me, I don't want to be here, and goes back and it's like everything has changed. But nothing had changed, right? He's heading back to the same situation, he's heading back into the same life that he was at, there's still a queen that wants to kill him, there's still a king that wants to kill him, nothing has changed, except he's got a word from God. God said, go and do this. Here's the vision. This is the next step. He doesn't even explain why to do those things. He just said, this is what's happening next. Friends, I want to encourage us this evening. One word from God can change it all. One word from God can turn around what seems like a dark and deathly situation. One word of God from God can change everything. Anyone believe it? One word from God can change it all, can redirect your future, redirect your thinking, can redirect your emotions. One word from God is like the wind that was missing in our sail, right? It's like the wind from God, it's like God can breathe on your situation. One word is like the wind in your sails where all of a sudden I feel like I'm going nowhere to now actually I'm living with purpose and I know where I'm headed. Actually, maybe I don't even know where I'm headed, but I know that I'm heading somewhere and I know that God is with me. God, uh, one word from God can change it all. The second part of Proverbs 29, you know, where it says, uh, whatever I said before, where there's no prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. The second part of the verse says, but when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Isn't that an incredible scripture? When you follow what God is saying to you, it's like heaven's bliss fills your soul. Who wants to live a life that's full of heaven's bliss? Does anyone here want to experience that? I want that. That sounds like an incredible ice cream, heaven's bliss. I want that in my soul, man. That's the kind of life that I want to live, a life full of heaven's bliss. The good news is that God wants to speak to you and lead you into all that he has for you. So this evening, I just want to talk a little bit about what it looks like hearing the voice of God, maybe share a little bit of what my experience has been like that. And hopefully you're encouraged. And hopefully even as I speak, maybe God is speaking to you. Hopefully as we, as maybe even as we've worshipped, God has put a word in your heart um, and it's going to change what might look like a dim kind of outlook into heaven's bliss. Are you ready for it? Very good. Hey, I want to share, I guess, the story where I can feel really recently that I heard God's voice. Now, it's interesting in that scripture before that it talks about the fire and the wind and the earthquake and how God wasn't in all of that. God was in the whisper. Because often God doesn't speak to us maybe how we're expecting to hear from God. 
I can remember when we kind of, uh, for those of you who know our story, we were in Taiwan for six years and then we really felt called by God to come back to Australia at the start of 2020. And uh, for us, that was a massive move, right? So for us, we're leading the church there. We've been leading it for six years. Basically, everyone in the church had come to know Jesus while we were there, all right? So we're invested in people's lives. I, I know for me personally, I felt like I was the best place ever leadership-wise. The church was the healthiest it had ever been. Um, and, and it was like things were good, man. I was at a pastor's conference in January 2020. I'm sharing my vision about Taiwan. I'm like, I'm on fire, man. God is doing something new. We're going to see amazing things happen. We're going to see open doors, Revelation, where it talks about an open door that, God, that no man can shut. That's going to happen in our city. And then we came back to Australia for a holiday. And, and every time we came back to Australia, it was always just a little bit like confirmation that we're not meant to be here. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. It also happens to me every time I go to Hong Kong. Something just goes so wrong. And it's like, yeah, I know this is not where God wants me to be. It's like he's reminding me, you shouldn't be here. You should be in Taipei. Anyway, come back to Australia. For the first time, we weren't really seeking, like, is this where we should come to? Because it was like set in our hearts that Taipei was where God wanted us to be. And I remember saying, it would be confusing if God was to lead me somewhere else. Because I'm so certain this is where God wants me to be. I would be confused if God wanted me to be somewhere else. And we're driving back from the sunny coast to Toowoomba and Talitha and I are talking and it was like all of a sudden we just got this random feeling of maybe God wants us to come back. And it was like, no, that would be confusing, right? Like that's, that's, that would be very confusing. Also kind of embarrassing for me because I've just been around all my colleagues saying how much vision I have for Taipei and how cold I feel and everything. And that would be quite, quite a contradiction um, to, to, to how I've been living. And, and I remember kind of what ensured was this, this place of just being torn with what the right decision was. I, I don't know if you've ever felt like that, where you've got maybe two, two good options and you feel torn between, man, what, what should we do next? And because part of me was like, if, if, if God wants me to be in Taipei, I don't want to miss out on what he's going to do through me here. I had a bit of FOMO, like, God, I don't want to miss out on what you're doing here. But then at the same time, God, if you want me back to in Australia... I don't want to miss out on that. Like, I want to be where you are, God. And, and it was interesting because Talitha and I were talking about it and we were like this pendulum, two pendulums swinging in the opposite direction. One day I'd be like, I think we need to go back. And Talitha would be like, I think we need to stay. And then the next day I'd be like, yeah, I think you're right. We need to stay. And she'd be like, no, I think we need to go back. And it was like weeks of this just, just day in, day out. We'd talk about it and just be on totally different pages. And I, it was just causing immense kind of just like, man, just confusion. And, and I just really want to know what the right thing is. And just, just a side note, if you feel like that about a decision, that's a good place to be, okay? It's not a bad place to be really hungry to make the right step. That's a good thing. Um, but I remember we were feeling so torn about it. And it was interesting. One day, Talitha was, uh, we kind of river, our, our daughter was quite little at that stage. And she was reading to her from a kid's Bible. And, and she sent me a picture of the kids' Bible, and she said, I think God's speaking to me. And I've got, I've got the kids' Bible here, all right? Sneaky plug for the Bible app for kids' story Bible. Um, it's a good one. And she's reading it. She sent this photo to me of the, of the scripture, which I'm just going to find. I'm going to read it to you this, after, the, the, this evening. There's the picture, all right? It's got a picture in there. It said, Abraham lived in Haran. Abraham, God said, I want you to leave Haran and go to another land. God didn't tell Abraham where that was. Trust me, God said. And I remember reading those words and it was like they came alive. Trust me, 
God said, we don't know where we're going. We're going to some place where I don't know what the future might hold, but trust me, God said. And it was like in a moment, these printed words on this printed page of this kid's Bible, that's not even actually Scripture. It's just summarizing what Scripture says. It was like they came alive and it was like heaven's bliss filled my soul because I knew that we had heard from God and we knew in an instant our future is clear, our vision is clear, I know where God is calling us. It was like all confusion in those couple of days just totally disappeared. We were on the same page. We know what God wants us to do. One word from God can change it all. And, and I think really that it, it happens so commonly as we're reading our scripture. Maybe you've experienced this reading it and it's just like the words come alive to you. And what's happened is the, the written word of God of Scripture, as, as we read it, it actually becomes God's living word of God. And what was written thousands of years ago, all of the sudden is speaking to us. And I want to encourage you, when that happens, it is so powerful. You start to experience the rhema, the now word of God. The now word of God. And that's, I mean, it, just a side note, whenever we talk about journaling, that's what journaling is. It's not about, it's not Christian homework, sit down, read a scripture, God will be happy. No, it's as you read your word, God can make it come alive to you. And one word from God can change everything. One word of God can bring hope back into a situation that seemed hopeless. One word from God can actually help you to start maybe trusting again. One word from God can lead you on the journey of, of healing. One word from God can maybe make you realize, I need to forgive. I need to actually work this thing out from the inside out. One word from God can change it all. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, for it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Not even just talking about Scripture there, about God's Word, which might come to us in many different forms. It's alive and it's active. It knows exactly where you are. And it's amazing how one word from God can just cut through all of the fog of life, can cut through all of the confusion, all of the, I don't know where I'm heading, and speak to you exactly what you need to hear. What you get in a blink moment from God could actually redirect the rest of your life. One word from God can re-spark hope where it might seem like there's no way. Which leads me to the thought of, which I think is good news, that God actually wants to speak to you. And I guess that's what the point of this whole message is tonight. You know, it's, maybe it's not kind of classically how a message would be formatted, but it's like, hey, this is so powerful and you can have that. This evening, you could get a word from God. God could speak to you. God could just maybe even in a, an impression on your heart that changes it all. God wants to speak to you. It's not hard, but it's not hard to hear his voice, but it's also not always how you expect to hear it. It's interesting where Elijah went back to that. Remember we said, Mount, Mount uh, I've forgotten the name of it now, uh, Mount Horeb, I believe it was, Horeb. Um, it talks about there was the wind and there was the fire and there was the earthquake. You know, sometimes we have this expected way of how God's going to speak to us. For Elijah, Mount Horeb is actually the same mountain that, um, that, that I'm going to get the name wrong, Moses led the Israelites to where he got the Ten Commandments. And it says in those scriptures there, it's talking about how there was fire and there was earthquakes and there was lightning and there was wind. It was like this was the expected experience 
of God's, of God's presence. A sign of God's presence was there's fire and there's wind. And, you know, if we look at the burning bush, it's like God appeared in a fire. And then there's the pillar of cloud and there's the wind that moves it through the desert. And then all of a sudden, we have Elijah who's just in a down place. Then he's like, I need to hear from God. And he goes back. And it's, it's almost like what God is saying is that, this, hey, there's this new moment where I'm no longer these distant things, but I am close to you. It says God was in the whisper. God wasn't in all those big flashy showing things. He was in the whisper. And I think sometimes we can expect to hear from God in a certain way. Uh, maybe we do expect the booming voice of God or we're like, God, show me a sign. I don't know if you've ever said that to God. If this is the right thing, just show me a sign. And, and often God is not in the big sign. He is in the close whisper that is close to your heart. A new moment. That's what it was. A new moment where God was saying, I am close. It's not always out loud. Often a word from God is like, it's like a glimpse or maybe even an inner knowing that, that this is what God wants me to do or this is what God wants me to know. It could be as we sing in a song and it's like a, a word of the lyrics just comes alive to you. And it's like, that, that's for me. Has anyone ever experienced that? You just maybe singing in worship and you're like, wow, that's, that's more than just the lyric of a song. That's actually God's word to me. It might be as you're reading your scripture and it's like a line of the, it just jumps off the page and it's like that. I think that that's what God is saying to me. It's this, this inner knowing where it's, often it's very hard to explain because God's voice is so close. It can be sometimes easy to miss it because often God speaks in a way that's so familiar that we can kind of say, is that just me? I don't know if you've ever asked yourself, is that just me? Is that just the pizza I had last night? And sometimes it is. And sometimes God's actually trying to speak to you in this close and familiar voice. I, I think there's this a, a great kind of example that kind of shows what it looks like. A story about this uh, a firefighter. This fire broke out in the kitchen of a house in Chicago. A team of firefighters kicked down the door in the house. They stood in the living room as they sprayed the water at the fire in the kitchen. Strangely, the fire would not go out. One of the firefighters had a feeling that something was very wrong. Get out now, he ordered. The team ran out of the house. Moments later, the floor they had been standing on in the living room collapsed because the fire was in the basement and they didn't realize it. And I think that kind of is, is a picture of what sometimes a word from God is like. Sometimes it's not this big, obvious thing, but it's just like in this moment, there's this gut feeling of, I think God's speaking to me. I think, and maybe it looks like, I think God wants me to speak to that person. I think God wants me to reach out to that person. On I just feel like I should reach out to that person. I just feel like, even though it doesn't make any sense, maybe I should trust God with, 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 what I'm, with the season that I'm in. I, it doesn't make sense, but it's just this, this, this glimpse, this inner knowing that, that I think that that is what God wants for me. It, it, maybe it's you're sitting there and it's all of a sudden you just feel like, maybe I should forgive that person. I, I want to encourage you. Sometimes God does not speak how we expect to, but He always wants to speak to us. A word from God can change it all. Maybe it's that, yeah, I don't know why, but I just... Maybe I need to explore that new opportunity. Maybe, maybe I need to try something new. Often God's voice is just so, it's, it's, it's just this glimpse. It's a knowing, it's a flicker. I hope it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like, it's just, I think that God is in that. And I encourage you, if God speaks to you, let's, let's hold on to that. Let's hold it close, write it down. Don't forget what God is saying because one word from God can change everything. So as I finish this evening, what's God saying to you? would be my question to you. Because it's very interesting as, you know, my role as a pastor, we get to, you know, deal with people on all kind of different places in life, all kind of journeys, sometimes in difficult places. And um, 
you're often one of the questions I'll say when someone's in a difficult situation is, is what's God saying to you about it? And it's really amazing that the people who can kind of articulate, I think that this is what God is saying to me. It's like my heart as a pastor is, is put to ease because it's like, I know that this person's going to be okay because they've heard from God. They're going to get through it. It's going to be all good. Totally different story when someone's like, I don't know. I don't know what God's saying. Then the encouragement is, go and hear from God. Go and let God speak to you. I think sometimes our relationship with God can become very one way, right? It's like, get my little prayer list out, go through my prayer list, tick all the things off. All right, I'm on onto my life. But what I want to encourage you with this evening is that God actually wants to communicate back to you, that divine communication where He speaks to your heart, speaks to your soul, where you get a glimpse, a glimmer of God's Word for you. He actually wants to communicate with you. God wants relationship. He wants, he wants closeness. So what God, what's God saying to you? Maybe can you think of a time that God spoke to you? Maybe your heart quickened, hope returned. It's changed how you saw everything. Because that's why God wants to speak to us. Often we're saying it changes everything. Often it doesn't change anything out here. What it does changes everything in here. It changes my outlook, changes my perspective, changes my emotions when I get a word from God. You know, the challenge, maybe the, the situation you're facing. I wonder what God would say about that. Because you know that God wants to speak to you about it. He wants to actually be a part of your journey and your story. What is God saying to you? And and what we're going to do in just a moment, I want to do something a little bit different, okay? We're going to actually just take a moment. We're going to put a scripture on the screen and we're going to take a moment just to hear from heaven. Is that cool? I've got a couple of tips. First tip, be open. Okay, be open to God speaking to you. If you've just got this set mindset about how your life is, it's really difficult for God to speak to you. But if you can just say to God, God, I'm, this is how I think it is, but I'm open to hear from you, God can really speak to you. Um, be consistent. Uh, we talk about journaling a lot, but consistently make a space for God to hear from you. For me, every time I journal, it's, it's not always this mind-boggling thing when it's like, wow, it's like the Holy Spirit just takes my pen and it flows onto the page. You know, but the more that I journal, the more I consistently sit down, open the scripture and say, God, would you speak to me? The, the, God continues to speak to me. It's the most reliable way I have experienced God speaking to me in my life. It's just to open the scripture and say, God, would you speak to me? God, would you speak to me? God, I'm ready to hear what you have. So be consistent, consistently make a space for God to speak to you. So what we're going to do, we're going to throw this, this scripture up on the screen. It's Philippians 1.6. And if you uh, got a notebook or a phone, it's probably more likely than a notebook. Hey, if you've got a notebook, good on you. Repping the old school. I love it. Uh, maybe pull your phone out. And Michelle's just going to keep those keys going. And what I'd like us to do is just to read this scripture and just take a moment, say, God, what would you say to me from this? So I'm not just reading it now. I'm actually applying. If, if God was to be speaking this to you, what would he say? If God was going to speak to you through this scripture, what would he say? Start to think about it. God, we just pray that you'd speak to our hearts. One word from you can change it all. We believe it. Just as you read that, being being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What does that mean to you? So read it. Maybe just run it through the lens of what's your life look like right now? What, what, what situation are you facing? What worries and concerns are on your heart? 
And if that's what God's saying to you, what's, what's he saying to you? What, what of that stands out to you? Just read it. Just maybe meditate on it for a couple of minutes. We're not going to rush. It doesn't have to be long. It's so easy to hear the voice of God. You know, not to put words in your mouth, but maybe you're just really frustrated with how life's going at the moment. Maybe there's been a couple of things that, you know, maybe even feel right you off from God using you and God's saying, hey, has Jesus returned the second time yet? No, I'm still working in you. Maybe that's the word of God for you this evening. Maybe you've just been persevering with something that just seems like, man, why would I continue to persevere with this? And maybe what God's saying, hey, I'm still working through you. Just take a moment, look at it. And what I'd encourage you to do, write it down. Right now, write down what you think God is saying to you. So if you as you lay that, kind of, you know, look at your experience through that lens of this scripture, of this is what God is saying. What is God saying to you? Would you write it down? What is God saying to you? The reason we write it down is so that we don't forget, hey, that's... <laughs> Tomorrow, when you're facing that challenge, what I want you to do is open your notes, read what you wrote down this evening, and remember, God spoke to me about this. God spoke to me about this. Hey, one word from God can change everything. Can bring life back into something that seemed lifeless. Can bring vision back where it seemed like it was just dry. It can bring that passion that actually gets you up out of bed every morning that makes you hit the day with a smile on your face, even though your situation might not change. Physically, a word from God can change everything. God is always speaking. He wants to speak to you. And it's not difficult to hear God's voice. I hope that God's speaking to some people this evening. I know He is. I know that even as just you read that scripture, a bunch of people here, that's coming it's coming to life for you. It's, it's like, man, that's so applicable. It's like God wrote that today for you. And that's what the Word of God is. It's not about it's reading some old school book. It's alive. It's active. God can use Scripture to speak right into where you are today. One word from God can change everything. Hey, would we stand, with, would we stand this evening just as we finish up? I'd love to just pray. Just pray for us one more time um, just as we finish. And Jesus, we just, we just really, we're hungry for your voice, God. We want to we hear from you and we know it might not always look how we expect it. But I just pray for each and every person here um, and, and that as we go home, as we go into this week, we pray that we would be open to hearing your voice. God, we pray that we would be able to identify it when it does. And I just pray for people this evening who are really maybe struggling with something. I pray that you would speak a specific word into their heart right now. Maybe even just a single word, God, that you give people a phrase, a word from you that would totally shift their perspective on how they're facing life. I pray that you would help us to hit this week full of your joy and hope, full of expectation for what you're about to do next. In Jesus' name, amen. And hey, just as we keep our eyes closed, maybe you're here this evening. Maybe you've never made a decision to go on a journey of following Jesus. May I just encourage you that God, like I said, He wants to fill your soul with the feeling of heaven's bliss. He wants to fill you with vision and a feeling of purpose and passion for your life. And as we've talked about this this evening, as we've talked about God's close voice, I just want to let you know that no matter how far you feel from God, He is close 
to you. He is with you. And maybe this evening, all you need to do is make a decision just to acknowledge that God, you're with me. And and I want to, for the first time, make a decision to go um, on a journey of following you, whatever that might mean. And I think it's the best decision you could ever make, a decision to get to know Jesus, to follow Jesus. Um, And maybe even even now as, as I'm talking, maybe, you know, you feel a little bit different inside, I just encourage you that, that God is speaking to you also, saying, hey, would you let me in? I want to be a part of your life. And if you're making that decision tonight, um, Sarah and Matt are going to come and tell you what you can do next.